Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. How can the people of God who are connected to this particular commission, how can they experience this lifelong anointing that does not change? How do you experience the blessing of God that never fails? To experience the lifelong anointing, to enjoy the outpouring of the power and the presence of God that never fails. There are certain experiences that you must have. And the first one is the Abel Mahola experience. And what is this Abel Mahola experience? It's the experience of new birth. The Bible says, he that is in Christ is a new creation. All things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. So when we talk about the Abel Mehola experience, we are saying, for you to enjoy the unfailing presence of God, the unfailing promise of God, you must be born again. There's no question about that. Paul the Apostle said that we cannot continue to live in sin and expect the grace of God to multiply. It's not possible. You cannot expect to be an enemy of the Almighty God and expect His grace to multiply in your life. So we are saying, for us to enjoy what God has in store for His people, there has to be an experience of salvation, an experience of rebirth. We must, at one point in time in our life, remember a time when we actually surrender to the Almighty God. We must remember the time when we consciously gave up and broke with the past life that we used to live. We must at one point in time remember when we surrendered to the Almighty God, when we were born again, and when we were saved. Because we cannot experience lifelong anointing until we have gone through that experience of salvation. The second experience that you must go through, we call it the Gilgal experience. And what is the Gilgal experience? The Gilgal experience is the experience of circumcision. An experience whereby the Almighty God touches your heart and causes you to have the purity. It's the experience of separation from the world. It is the experience of an inward change. Something happens inside of you and causes you to be a different man. It is not enough to raise up your hand in church and say, yes, I'm born again. The Lord must do a second walk in your life, causing you to have what is called an inward change. And we said that a Gilgal experience is necessary because that is where you make a determination to be separated to the Almighty God. There are people who come to church and there are people who come to church. There are people who serve God and there are people who serve God. The Bible tells us of the story of Abraham and Lot. Both of them were people that the Lord Almighty recognized. But there's a difference between Abraham and Lot. The Lord wanted to do something in the city of Lot. But God did not even think it was necessary to even tell Lot that he was going to destroy his own city. He had to go across the border, go to the next city. And now talk to Abraham and say, Abraham, I want to destroy this city. What do you think? That tells us there is a difference. There are children of God and there are children of God. There are Christians and there are Christians. What separates the believer, the people who actually have access to the grace of God and people who don't is the place of consecration. So 
Gilgal is necessary because it is a place where you dedicate yourself to the Almighty God. Where you separate yourself to the Almighty God. It's a place where you cooperate with the Lord without arguments. And as we continue in our celebration series, I'll be sharing with you the third experience that you and I must go through if we want to experience the touch of the Almighty God on a continuous basis. If you want to continue to experience the visitation of the Almighty God without any kind of interruption, there has to be this third experience. And what is this third experience? It is the experience that I call the Bethel experience. And in 2 Kings chapter 2, reading from verse number 2, the Bible tells us, Then Elijah said unto Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me unto Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Here we see Elijah was coming to the end of his time on earth. The Lord was about to take him. So the Lord was taking him through a particular circuit. And the Lord was giving him the instruction. I said, go to Bethel. And he told Elijah, he said, Elijah, stay here. I want to go to Bethel because the Lord is asking me to go there. Elijah said, Lord, he said, master, I am not going to allow you to leave me here. I am going with you to that Bethel. And the question is why? Why was Elijah insisting on going with Elijah to Bethel? What is so special about Bethel that Elijah must get to? To understand why Elijah and Elisha had to go to Bethel, you must first go back to Genesis. And in Genesis 27, the Bible tells us that Jacob has stolen the blessing of his brother. Esau came for the blessing. He found out that Jacob had stolen it. And then he started weeping and begging his father for that blessing. Bible makes us to understand that after Esau begged and nothing came, Esau made up his mind. Say, you Jacob, you told from me, I will deal with you. And Jacob decided to start running. Decided to run and decided to go and live with his uncle Laban in Padan Aran. And we all know the story. And the beginning from Genesis 28. If you now start reading from verse number 11, the Bible now tells us. So, so he came to a certain place. And stayed there all night. Because the sun was set. And he took one of the stones of that place. And put it at his head. And laid down in a place to sleep. Then he dreamt. And behold a ladder was set up on the earth. And the top reached the heavens. And there the angel of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold the Lord stood above it and said. I am the Lord God of Abraham your father. And the God of Isaac. The land upon which you lie. I will give you and your descendant. And your descendant shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and all your seed shall the families of the earth be blessed. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stones he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. In other words, Jacob built an altar to the Lord with the stone that he used for his pillow. In verse number 19, the Bible tells us, And he called the name of the place Bethel, because the name of the city had been lost previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I'm going, and give me bread to eat, and clothes to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord God shall be my God. In other words, Jacob had a very small expectation. All he wanted was food and clothes and shelter. That's all. And be able to travel back and forth. But that's a story for another day. So he said, well, if the Lord will bring me back to my father's house, he said, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I set up as a pillar shall be God's house. 
and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Now, if you hold your place in that Genesis 28, and you fast forward to Genesis 35, reading from verse number 20, that is after Jacob has spent over 20 years in the house of Laban, the Bible tells us that Jacob was not instructed to return back to the place of his encounter. And so when you read Genesis 35, reading from verse number 1, the Bible said, then God said to Jacob, he said, arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there. And make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. Then Jacob said to his household, and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourself and change your garment, and let us arise and go up to Bethel, and to make an altar there to God, who answered me in the days of my distress, and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their stuff, and Jacob journeyed, and nobody was able to touch him. And by the time you get to verse number 6, the Bible says, Jacob came to Lot's, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people that were with him, and in verse number 7, the Bible says, he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. The question is, why Bethel? What is special about Bethel that Jacob had to go back there? What is special about Bethel that Elisha had to insist on following Elijah to Bethel. Now from these two passages of scripture that we've read, I want to present to you that Bethel is special because Bethel is a place where you have a divine encounter with the Almighty God. If you read through the account of Abraham, if you read the account of Jacob, you will find that Bethel is a place of divine encounter. That is why it is important for you to enjoy the presence of the Almighty God. You must at one time or the other have had a divine encounter with the Almighty God. And that must be a place where you return to. Number two, Bethel is special because Bethel is a place of renewal. Jacob was running away and the Lord Almighty met him. And the Lord said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land which you lie, I will give to your descendants. This has been a promise that has been in their family before. But when he got to Bethel, that promise was renewed upon the life of Jacob. Number three, Bethel is special because Bethel is a place of divine assurance. When Jacob was running away, Jacob had no idea what life was going to be. He was running away, but had an uncertain future. But the Lord told him in verse number 15 of Genesis 28, he said, I am going to be with you and I will keep you wherever you go. There is that divine assurance when you get to Bethel. At Bethel, that is when you begin to understand that the promise of the Almighty God will not fail. That is where the Lord assures you that no matter what comes your way, no matter how the enemy will throw their tantrum, the Lord will continually be with you. So Bethel is a place of divine assurance. Not only that, Bethel is a place of consecrated vow. A place where you make a promise to the Almighty God. A place where you dedicate yourself to the Almighty God. Look at verse 19. He said, and he called the name of the place Bethel. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if you will be with me, then I will be your God. It's a place of consecrated vow. Bethel is a place where you tell the Almighty God, yes, I heard your promise. Yes, I know these are the things that you are going to do. But here is what I am going to do from my own end. Here is what I'm going to do to make sure that you fulfill your own part and I fulfill my part. And most importantly, Bethel is special. Bethel is important because Bethel is a place where you raise an altar to the Almighty God. The Bible tells us there in verse number 22, it says, This stone which I set as a pillar shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tent to you. 
And so Elisha insisted on following Elijah to Bethel. Elijah insisted on having the Bethel experience because Elisha understood that Bethel is a place of divine visitation. That's why he insisted on going there. You cannot walk with God unless you have met with him. You cannot continue to walk with him unless you have experienced a divine encounter, a divine visitation that turns your story around. When we meet important people, the only way we preserve that moment is to take a picture so that we can continue to remember that this is what happened. There is no way you walk into the presence of a king or a presence of a highly placed official and you will not know the difference. So Bethel is a place where you actually meet with the almighty God. Number two, Elijah insisted on having the Bethel experience because Elijah understood that Bethel is a place of renewal. A place where the Lord Almighty renews His promises in your life. A place where the Almighty tells you that in case you have forgotten the promise of God, in case you have forgotten the testimony that you have enjoyed in the past, Elijah insisted on following Elijah to better because Elijah understood that the better experience is the experience of divine transformation. Nobody goes to better and comes back the same way. Nobody visits the altar of the Almighty God and comes back empty-handed. Altar of the Almighty God always produces a change in your life. And Elisha understood it. He knew that if he was going to carry on as the prophet to the nation that was stand in the place of Elijah, he had to have that transformation. And that transformation only happens at Bethel. And then number four, Elisha insisted on having the Bethel experience because Elisha understood that at Bethel, that is where you get divine revelation. That is when the heavens open over your life. That is when you see the ladder that touches the earth and the heavens. That is when you see angels ascending and descending. That is when you begin to see the Lord Almighty giving you a picture of what your future will look like. Elisha understood that. That there is no way he can minister to the nation without a divine revelation from the Almighty God. There is no way he can begin to service and speak the word of God and edify the nation without actually having access to the secrets of heaven. And so the better experience is required. It's important. And Elisha sought it because Elisha understood that Bethel gives you an experience of divine revelation. So before Jacob got to Bethel, please understand this. If you read the story of Jacob before Genesis 28, you will understand that before Jacob got to Bethel, Jacob had no idea that there was a God that can open up the heavens. He had no idea. He knew that his grandfather walked with the Lord. He knew his father walked with the Lord, but he had no relationship with that same God. He never had the Lord speak to him before he got to Bethel. He really did not know much about the covenant of Abraham before he got to Bethel. But everything changed for Jacob when he got to Bethel. His life was transformed when he went through the Bethel experience. That was when he heard God the first time. That was when he saw the revelation of heaven for the first time. That was when he saw the ladder that goes up and down. Because of that change that comes at the altar at Bethel. And for us, the story must remain the same. Nothing changes in our lives until we visit better. Nothing changes in your life. Nothing changes in my life until we visit the altar of the almighty God that we have raised on. Why is better the place of divine visitation? The place of renewal? The place of transformation? The place of revelation? Why is better that place? My brothers and sisters, Bethel is the place of divine visitation, the place of renewal, the place of transformation, the place of revelation, because Bethel is that place that you have dedicated 
to visiting the Almighty God. It's a place that you have raised up an altar to service the Almighty God. You will notice that all the patriarchs raised up an altar and the Lord gave them a specific instruction. In Exodus 20, Exodus 20 reading from verse number 24, the Bible says, An altar of earth shall you make for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. In other words, when we raise up an altar to the Almighty God, what we are doing is that we are marking a place. We are setting a place aside for the visitation of the Almighty God upon our lives. We are setting a place aside for God to be able to meet with us. Look at what the Bible says again in that Exodus 20 verse number 24. The Bible says, an altar of earth shall you make for me in every place where I record my name. I will come to you and I will bless you. In other words, when you set up a place for the Almighty God, this is the place that you have recorded and you have assigned and you say, this is where I'm going to meet the Lord. You say, I will come to you when you get there. And when I come in, I will definitely bless you. So that is why altar are very, very important. That is why Abraham and all the patriarchs and all the people of old understood the place of altar. And that is why altar is able to transform. Altar is able to give you revelation. Altar is able to change your life and move you to the next level. Number two, when we raise an altar to the Almighty God, we are opening up the portal to which the heavens will give us his divine presence. You remember I told you that the altar is a place of trafficking of angels, trafficking of spirits. There is always a going up and a coming down of the angels of the almighty God. If you go to a demonic altar, there is a particular trafficking of spirits also. The demons are going back and forth. And that's why when you violate the territory of the enemy, he messes you up. The same thing operates in the kingdom of God. When you dedicate an altar to the Almighty God, there is always a trafficking of the angels of the Almighty God back and forth. And that's why when you present an offering upon that altar, he will now do what he said he was going to do in the Exodus. He said, I will visit you and then I will bless you. So when you present an altar before the Almighty God, what you are doing is that you are opening the portal. You are opening a gateway for God's visitation upon your life. Number three, when we build or raise an altar to the Almighty God, what we are doing is that we are creating a platform for servicing and for renewing our covenant and our relationship with the Almighty God. That's how you see the occult. What they do is that on a regular basis, they go and they pour libation upon their altar. They go to a particular place and offer a particular sacrifice upon that altar. The reason is because they have to keep on maintaining that particular altar. Not that he can continue to service them. Not that he can continue to answer them. And one of the reasons why Moses was able to defeat Pharaoh in Egypt when the ten plagues were coming was because all the altars of Egypt, the Lord Almighty attacked one by one. The altars in the waters were attacked when they turned into blood. The altars in the air were attacked when they turned into darkness. The one on the land were destroyed. The one that was human were destroyed. That was why he killed the firstborn of Egypt. What I'm trying to let you understand is that an altar is a place where you service and you renew. And when you continue to open up that gate, God's visitation is there. You create a platform for renewing your relationship with the Almighty God. An altar can be an altar of prayer. It can be an altar of sacrifice. It can be an altar of service. It can be an altar of dedication. This particular church right now is an altar. Because you come in on a regular basis and you call upon the name of the Lord. And that's why when you call upon the name of the Lord in a church, 
you find out that the heavens are open unto you. There is a kind of anointing that fills the house when you are in church compared to when you are at home. There is a kind of power that comes upon you when you are not able to pray at home, but when you come into the church, there is a kind of a corporate anointing that moves you to a different level. That is because of the presence of the angels of the Almighty God. Because you have dedicated this place as a place of encounter. You have dedicated this place as a platform for renewing your commitment to the Almighty God. That's what happens. And the stronger your altar, the stronger your access and your power in His presence. There is a difference between an altar that you pour the blood of chicken on top and the altar where you sacrifice a human being. Two different altars. They are more powerful than the other. There are certain things that you can do with the blood of chicken that you cannot do with the blood of a goat. There are certain things that the blood of a human will do for you that the blood of a goat will not do. So the altar is as powerful as what you sacrifice on top of it. And the altar of the Almighty God is powerful because the blood of the only begotten Son was shed upon that altar. And that is why there is no impossibility in the presence of the Almighty God. Please understand, the stronger your altar, the stronger the access you have to the presence of the Almighty God, the stronger the power that you have in the presence of the Almighty God. Please understand that. The stronger your altar, the stronger your power and your access in the presence of the Almighty God. That's why Elisha, because he has gone through the battle experience, Elisha was able to sit in his own house. And Elisha was able to tell what was going on in the inner chambers of the king of Syria. Because he has built a strong altar. Therefore, he had access and he had power in the presence of the Almighty God. And that's what the Almighty God was saying when he was talking about Jacob. The Bible tells us that Jacob wrestled with the Lord. And the Bible said that his name was changed in Genesis 32. Reading from 28, the Bible tells us that the angel was now talking about Jacob. He said, as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men and has prevailed. That means the stronger your altar, the more power you have in the presence of the Almighty God. You cannot go into the details of how you are going to build a strong altar. Please understand, the stronger your altar, the stronger your prayer altar, the stronger your ability to sacrifice and dedicate yourself to the Almighty God, the more power you have in the presence of the Almighty God. So like I said, stronger altars, stronger power, and stronger assets. The question then is that, why must you go through battle? Why must you go through battle? Why must you go through the altar? Why must you be able to raise an altar in the presence of the Almighty God? My brothers and sisters, we raise altars to the Almighty God. You go through the battle experience for what I call realignment. Every now and then you find out as you walk on this journey, there is going to be distraction. There's going to be weakness. There's going to be weariness. There's going to be tiredness. There's going to be a loss of focus. The need for us to get realigned. That's why you go to the altar. That's why you go to a place of prayer. That's why you have to experience what is called the battle experience. You need better for realignment. To tell you that yes, you need to be able to adjust your way. You drive a car for a long time. Without doing anything. At one point in time, if you leave your wheels and you start driving, the car starts going like this. And that's why you have to take it back to the shop to realign the wheel so that it doesn't drive you into the gutter. The same thing. You need realignment. And that is why you need to go to better. You need to go to better for you to redirect your life. There are times where we get distracted. There are times where we get the, the negative influence that send us in a way that we don't want to go. The only way you can bring yourself back in the direction that God is taking you is to visit Bethel again. Go back to that altar of prayer. Go back to that altar of sacrifice. Where you can get yourself realigned. Why is Bethel necessary? Bethel is necessary because you can refocus. 
Better is necessary that you can refocus yourself. Refocus in the sense that when you are looking at something for a long time, at one point in time, your eyes begin to see all sorts of things. You begin to lose perspective. But when you go back to the Lord in prayer, when you go back to the altar of prayer, the altar of sacrifice, when you go back to better, it has a way of refocusing you. It has a way of telling you that this is what you think is important, but this is what the Lord wants you to focus on. Better is important because the place of regeneration, a place of renewal, a place where you get your power back. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. Because when you go back to that altar, God has a way of strengthening you. He has a way of renewing your grace. And so my brothers and sisters, until we realign our thoughts, until we redirect and refocus our lives, until we go through the process of building an altar at Bethel, until we go through our own better experience, experiencing the lifelong anointing will be a mirage. You'll just be chasing it and it seems that nothing is happening. And that's why some people say it's not working, it's not working. It's not because it's not working, it's because we're not doing what you're supposed to do. You must go through the better experience on a regular basis for you to continue to access the blessings that God has in store for you. Now, if for some reason you think that the better experience is not necessary, you think you don't need it, you are a super Christian and you are better than the people who have gone there. You don't want to build an altar to the Almighty God. What you will find is that when you decide to ignore the better experience, what you will find is that life will remain weak and unchanged. And that's why a lot of people go through the same circle every year, every year. Nothing changes because you have refused to go to the altar. You have refused to go to the place of prayer. You have refused to go to the place of sacrifice, a place of encounter with the Almighty God. And the man or the woman that refuses to go to the altar of prayer will continue to remain weak and their situation will remain unchanged. That is what happened when you refuse to have the better experience. When we refuse to have the better experience, you will notice that we will continue to run, but we will not find rests. Bible tells us that Jacob was running away from his brother, got to better. The Lord told him, but because he has not fully imbibed the battle experience, he kept on running. 20 years, this man kept on running. And the day he wanted to go back, he thought that Esau would have forgotten. But he remembered. That's what happened when you don't go to the altar. Whatever you think has been buried will always come back up. Whatever you think that you have conquered, if you have not dealt with it at the altar at battle, you will find out that Esau will come back chasing so if you ignore better, you will keep running without finding rest. If you ignore better, you will live a life that has no hope because Jacob had no hope. Jacob was just running to get away from his brother because the brother had made a commitment to make sure he is dead. And when you start running and when the enemy decides and says he's going to deal with you and you have no altar to go to, I'm sorry for you. Because if the enemy is pursuing and there is no hope for you at the altar, or you have not taken the time to build an altar, the Lord will help you. Because one thing I want you to understand is this. When two powers collide, the lesser will always give way. So a person who ignores better, a person who ignores to build an altar, will live a life that is hopeless, because the enemy will mess that person up. And number four, Bethel is important because if you ignore Bethel, you will find that you will not have the covenant assurance. And that's why a lot of people pray, but they don't believe their prayer. They don't believe that God hears them. Because they have not spent time at the altar to build a relationship that gives them access to the voice of heaven. 
That gives an assurance that God hears and answers prayer. And until you hear the voice, assurance will not come. A pastor can tell you. They can make you feel good. They can open scriptures for you. But until you come in contact with the word yourself, that word makes no sense. The Bible said that as many as receive him, he said he gave them the power to become the son of God. You have to receive the word of God into your spirit for you now to become the person that God wants you to be. He said, and the word now will become flesh and then it will now dwell with you. That is when you now begin to see the glory. The person who ignores better, the person who ignores the altar, will live a life that has no assurance of the covenant of God. And then finally, when you ignore better, future becomes uncertain. Jacob thought he could run away from his brother, but he kept running. And as he kept running, he met the biggest scammer in Laban. Laban messed him up for a number of years. Eventually, the man had to do what he was running away from doing. He had to go to the presence of the Almighty God and pray. Without better, the future is uncertain. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.